General Baptist Women's Ministries has been in existence since 1911. Women's Ministries was founded and continues to be a support ministry for missions globally and nationally. The ministry exists to assist women's groups in the denomination to fulfill the Great Commission. Missions is a vehicle by which this can be achieved. Our desire is that people all over the world come to know Jesus as their Savior. We partner with the denomination to assist, in particular, global and national missions. We believe, as General Baptists do, that we're better together. Well, I'm Vicki Smith, and I'm president of General Baptists. I'd like to welcome you to this episode, this episode of the podcast, to be sharing conversation with Robin Lowry. Robin currently serves as one of our General Baptist missionaries to Faith Home in Honduras. So Robin, welcome to this podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here with you today. Good. I know you've put in a full day. Um, Just to interject a little bit, Robin just finished teaching an English class. Is that correct? Yes. And so she got the kids from Faith Home back to their casas. And um, so she's going to complete her day by visiting with us a little bit about her ministry in Honduras. Robin, to get started, could you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself? Sure, I'd love to. Well, I am from Southern Illinois. I have a wonderful daughter and the most precious granddaughter ever. And (laughs) I'm a teacher. That kind of sums me up pretty well. (laughs) Wonderful. What church in, in, in Illinois are you from, Robin? McLeansboro First General Baptist Church. Yes. And uh, over the years, McLeansboro has been very supportive of missions. I know when Sid and I were on the field, they they would bring a team into Faith Home. And then we spoke at that church many times when we were home on furlough and and, uh, working to get support. So always, I know that you've had a good support system in that church. Could you share with us just a little bit about your spiritual uh, growth and your walk, and then uh, a little bit about your calling to Faith Home. Sure. Well, I rededicated my life to Christ when I was in my mid-20s, and after I did that, um, I really felt called to step out a little bit more and become a little more active in my church. And so that Mm -hmm. led to just saying yes a little more often um, and volunteering a little bit more often. And then God kept pushing me out of my comfort zone and encouraging (laughs) me to take more leadership roles with that. And eventually that led me to taking on a pretty good leadership role in one of our youth ministries working with kids in junior high, which was completely out of my comfort zone. (laughs) And I think he was using those baby steps of saying yes over several years to prepare me for saying the really big yes of moving to Honduras. So one day when missionaries came to visit our church during their deputation, I felt the Holy Spirit kind of stir in my heart. And I thought, oh, I'm going to sponsor a child. But I started praying about it and quickly realized that's not what I was supposed to do. And finally came to the conclusion that, well, maybe I should join a team. And I was really nervous to ask anybody how to do that. But 
finally the feeling just wouldn't let go. And I was like, okay, God, after service today, I'm going to talk to my pastor. I'm going to do it. I'm not leaving till I do. And that Sunday during church, um, they made an announcement that they were putting together a team to come to a place called Faith Home in Honduras. Wow. I came (laughs) and God kind of let me know like, hey, this is your next step. Didn't really believe it, but signed up to do an internship the next summer and then did one the following summer. And after that second internship, I was commissioned and started my deputation. Wonderful. I was visiting with someone actually this morning in the office, and I I don't know why I, I use the word surprised. I don't know why I should be surprised, but I guess amazed would be a better way to um, talk about the fact that when God lays something on your heart, how all the pieces just kind of fall into place and he he puts people in your path. He he puts things on the internet. He he puts a verse of scripture in front of you. Uh, he places a book in your hands, um, all kinds of things to kind of solidify that calling. And uh, just to interject a little bit, I know that when Sid and I answered the call to the mission field, we, we were rather shocked that we were being called, to be honest. And uh, I think everyone who takes a major step like this, you, you question it at first, you you try to ignore it. You you worry, is it me? Is it you, God? What is it? But as we finally accepted that calling and realized that the calling was real, we began to look back over our life and see how the different things that we had done in ministry as well as professionally had just shaped us to finally serve at Faith Home. And as I think about your life, and you and I have a, a fair amount in common, we were both teachers we're both grandmas, we're both moms. Um, As I listened to you share about your calling, I realized that he was shaping you quite a while ago for you to take this step. And so I 100% agree. (laughs) It's just amazing how God works. Do you, when you're there, and, and because this is kind of a special podcast, I feel like I have a fair amount in common with you more than maybe some of the other interviewees do you sometimes wake up in the morning and just think, how am I really here? How did this really happen? I think that a lot. Usually when I'm like in my little gator driving down to the school in the morning right. or driving home at the end of the day, I just look at the campus of Faith Home and I'm just in awe. Like, why me, God? I can't believe right. I can't believe you've led me to this place. It's just Exactly. I don't even really have words for it. Yeah, my my statement always was, I'm just a retired teacher from rural Missouri. How, why me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we know, and, and there's a saying, and I've used it often, God doesn't look for quality. He looks for availability. And so I think, uh, and you know that whoever he calls, if he calls you, he's going to empower you to do the job or do the task that he's given you. So share just a little bit about the intern program. I know you mentioned it about doing two summers of internship. How does that work? Um, Just so our listeners will know a little bit about it, because it still is an available opportunity for anyone who's interested. Yes. Well, I contacted Jim Pratt at headquarters, and he's the one who set up the mission team that I was on as well. And just kind of inquired 
about it. There was an application that I filled out. Um, I wanted to return to Faith Home, but I think if somebody were just interested in general, then he would probably do a little interview to figure out what your skills were and, you know, what field could benefit and what might interest you as well. And then I just filled out the application and got it all set up through him. It was a really easy process to do. And the first internship was only two and a half weeks. And the first week, no, I said that wrong, three and a half weeks. I spent one week with the team and then the other two and a half weeks just interning on campus. And then the Uh second internship was seven weeks. So it's not even for a set amount of time. It's whatever fits in your schedule or whatever the need is. Exactly. And that internship program is still available. I know Jim Pratt oversees that and he's he's looking for people who are interested in doing internships. It can be any time of the year and it's any age group. I know that when we were in Faith Home or at Faith Home as missionaries, we had interns come in that were high school students, college students, and then we had seniors Um, people stayed, like you said, a week, some of them stayed two weeks, some of them stayed a month. It's just whatever fits into your time schedule. And it was, it was such a blessing to us because for one thing to have people there that we could visit with, that we could have a little bit of a, a taste of home because you do get homesick. But the most important part was the things that they brought with them, the talents, the skills, Um, the inside in ministry. And so interns were really a valuable part of our ministry when we were there. How do you feel like that that helped you to transition into your calling or actually being at Faith Home full time? Oh, absolutely. I really thought it was a one-time trip when I came on a team. (laughs) I had no idea that God had a big step planned for after that. And so I was really nervous and had a lot of doubts. Uh-huh. So when I set up that first internship, um, really wasn't sure what that was going to bring, but it gave me an opportunity to see some of the needs that there were on campus that I yes. could fill educationally mm-hmm. and um, just really gave me some peace about it because I was like, okay, God, like I've had a chance to be here for a few weeks and being here for a few weeks isn't really like living here full time, but it did give me the opportunity to see a little bit about what life on campus would be like. Right. What, what do the kids do at the school here on campus? Mm -hmm. You know, because they also go off to school for um, at a private school and just kind of, how could I fit in? Yes. Well, I know Sid and I did two summers and we always said it kind of got us through the, the cultural shock, the, the getting used to the heat, uh, the fact that you're going to have geckos and ants in your house and <laughs> all those things. So when we finally came back full time, it was like, oh, this, you know, we're, we're used to all this. And so um, I, I will say that once you go on a mission trip, you visit a mission field, your life is changed forever. But um, also be careful because We have done a survey, it was done here a while back. There's a very large percentage of the missionaries that we have had on the field that started uh, their missionary journey by coming on an MVP team. So Mm -hmm. um, I I think that kind of instills in us all the importance of MVP teams 
and how you you go somewhere and God gives you a passion for what you see, and then he begins revealing ways that you can serve. Well, Robin, what are some of the things now that you do at Faith Home? What what does a normal day, well, I won't say normal, what does a day look like at Faith Home for you? Well, I spend the majority of my day down at the school on campus. As I mentioned, our kids do go out to a private school, and school in Honduras is half day. They either go in the morning or they go in the afternoon. So the other half of the day, they get to come to the school on campus. We have Mr. Edder, who is the educational director, and they do their homework with him. And then they also come to my classroom. I teach a preschool classroom for our three and four-year-olds. I do academic reinforcement for our kindergarten, first and second grade kiddos. And we really are focusing on beginning literacy skills and math skills in Spanish with those two Mm -hmm. groups. And then English starts at third grade. So I have third grade through 10th grade that I teach English. Wow. So you have a full day. A very full day. (laughs) I I can say how blessed we are to have you there on the campus because some of the needs that you are fulfilling has been a need for several years. And so um, I, I just know we're going to see such positive results for the things, even the things that you're doing with the three and four-year-olds. Um, it, it's just invaluable. And, you know, as kids come to Faith Home, they have not been exposed to a lot of the things, most of the things that our kids in the United States have been. And so I know that's a, that is a real deficit to learning. So, so what you are doing with them, um, it, I think is wonderful. And I, I applaud you for it. What about the language? How has that been for you? Well, learning a new language is always an interesting experience. Um, <laughs> in some ways it's difficult, some ways it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was very blessed to be able to do five months of language school online and then five more months of in-person language school when I came to Honduras. I was wow. delayed my arrival due to the pandemic. And uh-huh. so as much as that saddened me, it was a huge blessing for that extra five months of online language learning. Yes. So I had 10 months of language school and was able to learn a lot during that time. And I'm so very thankful for that because I don't know how I could effectively do educational ministry, especially in the classes where I'm teaching in Spanish without knowing the language fairly well. Exactly. You mentioned that you are teaching the kiddos at Faith Home English. How is that working for you? It's been fun. It's been interesting to figure out what to teach and how to teach. I don't have all of the pieces of a set curriculum. So it's a lot of, okay, well, this book taught this, but we need to practice it more. So now what can I do to practice, you know, and reinforce that? Right. Some of the kids have more English than others. So I have classes where when I started, the kid had never spoke English before and other kids who knew quite a bit of English. So trying to find that balance of what to teach in each class so that everybody's still learning. And I feel like they've already made a lot of progress. Now, progress is in baby steps, of course. Mm -hmm. 
but they're so much more comfortable using the English they have. And each week we're just adding more vocabulary, more verbs. So they're able to form some more sentences and it's really exciting to see. And they have a great time. They, for the most part, the majority of them really love learning English. Oh, yes. Um, they're ex- they're excited to be able to learn English. Um, and I also think um, the experience that I had teaching English there, it gave me a new respect for the struggles that they faced because I had to learn Spanish and I knew how hard that was. And so um, we kind of had a good relationship and I know you do as well. They would help me with my Spanish and I helped them with their English. So um, I would say in my case, I was a lot more entertaining with my Spanish than they were with their English <laughs> because I would I would mess up quite often and it was very funny to them, um, some of the things that I would say. Robin, after being at Faith Home, what, what would you say are some of the biggest struggles that you faced? Well, I think it's always difficult to be away from family when you live such a huge distance and are not able to go visit nearly as often. And like I mentioned before, I have that sweet little granddaughter who is two getting ready to turn three. And so it's a really fun time in her life. I think being away from her has been the hardest part, but I'm Mm -hmm. very grateful for the internet and that communication. And I also am grateful for the the people that God put in place in the life of my daughter and even my parents and my granddaughter to kind of fill some of those roles that I had been previous filled in their Exactly. What, so, what kind of support system do you have at Faith Home personally? That's probably a, maybe a hard question, but um, I know that our listeners, I, I want them to truly understand what the life of a missionary is like. I, I will say this, that, and I have so much respect for you because you went as a single woman by yourself. And I know the evenings can get long at Faith Home. And so what, what kind of a personal support system do you have? Or, um, or maybe what do you long for in, in regard to a personal support system? Well, I'm very blessed to have a couple of good friends who usually check up on me a couple of times a week through text messages. And great. I have like every Sunday I call my family, do a video chat with them. And then also just, you know, trying to stay in contact with the other missionaries on campus. Since mm-hmm. I'm at the school and their work is either in the clinic or the office, I don't naturally see them. Right. And so just trying to stop by every now and then or, you know, text them as yep. well. And they do the same, just trying to stay in touch so that I'm not kind of in my own little bubble all the time. Right. And to help our listeners understand, I know some of our listeners have actually visited uh, Faith Home and have been to Honduras and see the ministry. But all of our General Baptist minist- uh, missionaries live right there on the Faith Home campus. And so you would think that you would see everyone daily, but everyone has their own ministry to oversee and and you get busy. And um, when teams are in, I think you probably get to see each other more often because you're with the teams and and you're you're eating in the team house with the teams and those types of things. But when there are no MVP teams in there, it's a busy place. And so I want our listeners to understand that um, 
sometimes you you are down at the faith home school and you're busy and you get done and you go to your house and you get a bite of supper and then you probably collapse in bed to get ready for the next day. So I, I want to encourage those that are listening to the, this podcast, you know, just sending an email to Robin. Uh, it can be and it just I was thinking about you today or I prayed for you today or or something along those lines. You you will never know how much that means to our missionaries on the field and not necessarily just at Faith Home, but I'm talking about all of our missionaries. Um, Robin, this probably is going to sound like a strange question, but again, I want our podcast listeners to kind of get to know what it's like at Faith Home. What would be uh, your favorite spot on the Faith Home campus? And don't say your bed. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite spot is definitely my screened in front porch. One of the teams before I came down screened it in for me and Wow. concrete. And so I have a nice screened in front porch with a hammock on it. And I can just oh, sit there. Sometimes there's a nice breeze and I can just look across campus and it's just so beautiful. And I can hear the kids playing. And I just find a lot of peace and God right. and I have some good conversations out there. Yes. And, and I found, you know, when you get homesick and I know you do, and when you get discouraged and I know you do, you know, you, you can find peace. Um, I know Several years ago, one of the other missionaries uh, family that was there, we were standing outside and we'd had a hard day. And I remember he looked at me and he said, can you believe that God called us to such a beautiful place? And I said, I agreed 100 percent because Honduras is a a beautiful country, literally. Um, And so that's, you know, God, God blesses you and he gives you what you need. Aside from the fact that I know that you always covet prayers, what are some of the things that are needs right now for you, Robin, at Faith Home? Well, educational supplies are definitely a big need. As I mentioned, I've started a preschool program, and I have found it very difficult to find quality materials down here. And even with all of my other classes, I make a lot of my materials because I can't find the things that I would like to have down here. And so I have put together an Amazon wish list. And every now and then I add more things as library books in Spanish. We have a lot of books in English, but our kids aren't quite to the level of reading in English yet. And I want them to develop a love for reading that needs to start in their native language. And so I have a lot of books on there. I have puzzles. I have been trying to do a lot of just random activities that involve like logical thinking skills. And so I have some puzzles on there. I have um, laminating sheets. I laminate every single weekend. That's what I spend my downtime (laughs) doing in the weekends is laminating. And I can buy three times the laminating pouches in the U.S. for the same price. Right. Three times as many in the States. They're just so Mm -hmm. expensive down here. And so even things like laminating pouches. So I just have a variety of materials. Some are teacher materials, some are for the kids use on there because the need is great to have different activities to just keep learning going. Right. I I will share with our listeners. One of the things that I wanted our Women's Ministries podcast to be, to be just 
us visiting to just be real about what's going on. So I will have to share with our listeners that this is actually the second time that we have recorded a podcast. The first time uh, we forgot to hit the record button. And so Robin did a wonderful job on our interview and our conversation, but none of it was recorded. So this actual podcast, of course, did not air, will not air until the end of June, but it is not the end of June right now while we're recording it. And so after she shared her Amazon wish list, we have been putting it out um, in Boundless, advertising it. We um, are, are having our region directors let the women groups, their churches know. Um, I personally have been on the wish list and looked and there it's all price range um, all kinds of things that you can uh, purchase, and then they are shipped to General Baptist Headquarters building in Poplar Bluff, and then teams will bring them in. And again, while we're recording this, it is not the end of June, but I was actually in Mark Powell's office this morning, and Robin, there was a box there, which, uh, so get ready. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's so exciting. I, I didn't look to see what was in it, but um, and I'm sure once we get the word out that there will be lots of boxes coming your way. So I know our women's groups um, look for projects and things that they can do that that they can encourage even the people in their churches who aren't involved in women's ministries. And, you know, you can be involved in missions and not be involved in women's ministries. So that's that's the word we're trying to get out. Um, Robin, when will you be in the States? Don't you have a trip planned pretty quick? I do. I will be in the States at the beginning of August, and I'll be staying through um, towards the end of September. I extended my trip so that I can be an inside app this year. Oh, wonderful. Great. And I think we had this conversation now that I remember. Um, how can churches get in touch with you if they would like you to come and speak? Robin, I know would love to come and visit your church, uh, talk to her about the ministry and um, missionaries when they are on furlough. That's one of the things that they have to do is visit churches to build up their financial support. So how can they get in touch with you to set up a church meeting or having you come to their church or just how can they support you? Probably the easiest way is to email me. Uh, Robin.Lowry at generalbaptist.com is the easiest way to get in contact with me. Um, phone service isn't great down here. I have an internet <laughs> phone number that's a stateside number, but it only works when I have internet and it usually doesn't work very well. So email just, is yeah. the most consistent way to get a hold of me. Um I would absolutely love to be able to schedule some other church visits. I do have some already scheduled, but I do have a few Sunday evening openings and right. could definitely schedule something during the week. Or if women's ministries meet, you know, for coffee, either on a Saturday morning or a weekday morning, I would be happy to visit women's ministries groups or yes. whatever. And I'm sure some of our groups would love to have you to come visit. Um, it's also, if, if, you want to know more about Robin's ministry, you want to get in touch with her, you can always go through our women's ministries office at Poplar Bluff. Uh, Chris and I laughed this morning. We could not remember the phone number at General Baptist headquarters, and I didn't write it down again. So I don't remember what the phone number is. 
But you can go to the General Baptist website, go over to Women's Ministry drop down box, and it has a way there that you can email us or contact us. Of course, you can call headquarters building and Melody, uh, who is a receptionist now. She can connect you with whoever uh, you need to speak to to have more information not only about Robin, but about our other missionaries. Well, Robin, it has been such a pleasure to visit with you. Um, I so We're so blessed to have you on the field, and we're so thankful that um, you answered the call when God called you to Faith Home. Um, so just God bless you, and, and we pray for you daily. And I, I hope that you know that anything that you need, you just need to reach out to us. Um, and we would be more than welcome to help you in any way that we can. As far as those that are listening right now, again, um, your, our missionaries really need our support. You know, we can't all be goers, but we are all supposed to be senders. And so we have that responsibility. So, Robin, again, thank you. It's been a pleasure visiting with you. And I'm going to look forward to seeing you in August, as well as having you at Inside Out. All right. Well, thank you. I've enjoyed it as well. Good. And hopefully this time it recorded. I I feel certain (laughs) that it did. (laughs) I see the little recording thing, so I think you're safe. Yes, I think we are too. Well, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you'll be using. We'd also appreciate if you would leave us a review. That helps us know how we're doing and also helps other people find us. So thank you for joining us today. And we look forward to visiting with you on the next episode of We Can.